Blog Talk Radio. Let me not say it was cool. It was a good movie. 
it was a solid it was a solid movie. Would I see it again? Probably not. It's one of those movies once you've seen it once, you, you can't watch it again because you kinda of know what it's gonna do. And and one thing that I tell folks and please don't clown me, people ask me, Well, well what was it like? I said, Well if you ever saw Minister Society, it was kinda of like when Sony went to go visit Pernell, you know, in jail. It was I mean, you know, it was a it was a it was it was, a, it was you know, it had a lot to do with that. But it was good. I will say it was. I ain't gonna say it was bad. It was good. I did like it though. She could talk. I think Regina King did do a good job. Um, did you see? I did. Oh, I think she did a great job. I think um her role was really a different. Well, I mean, it was kind of like one of the serious roles that she did. What was that? The Blue Bloods or whatever she plays on. What's it? The Blue Bloods. Oh, oh, uh, Southland? Well, she played a yeah, Southland. Yeah, wrong but she was good in Seven Seconds. Right. Yeah, Seven Seconds, she was phenomenal. I mean, she, she killed that role. But she was also good in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I go back to that, when she started crying when Cuba Gooding, I think, broke his neck or something, and she was saying, Jerry, fix him, do something, uh-huh, Jerry, uh-huh. do something, Jerry. You know, but Regina King's been rocking with us as boys in the hood when she drank that 40 ounce on the porch for ice cream. <laughs> you know, Regina has been my chick for, for years. I love Regina King, so I'm, I was happy that she won. Um, Mahershala Ali, he snapped another oh, best supporting oh. actor. He got that one. Um, I did see Green Book. I thought Green Book was great. Mm-hmm. Was it best picture? In my opinion, no. It was not the best why, picture. Why do you say that? You it say wasn't that? best picture. To me, first of all, I think that they should have um, – I know a lot of controversy about them not reaching out to his family. Um, the the star's family to get mm-hmm. actual facts about his life because mm-hmm. his family is still alive. Mm-hmm. But it was a solid film. Had it not been, um, had it had it not been the you know driving Miss Daisy type thing in reverse, mm-hmm. you know, but always that I don't want to say white savior, but it was a white savior movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did do a good job. Mm-hmm. My only question, and I'm not being that unsatisfied black man. No, I am elated that the brother got two options because he's now one of the only who had two Oscars, mm-hmm. um, is that he didn't get Best Actor. He wasn't nominated for Best Actor. Well, he, he was, was in a supporting role. Right, right. And that kind of threw me off a little bit because yeah. I thought he was the lead role, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he, he actually he was. But to put him in a supporting actor, it was kind of like, we're going to put you at supporting to kind of better your chances of winning an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Because then they put Viggo Mortensen or Mortensen or Viggo, they put him as Best Actor. Mm-hmm. But they both played the same amount in right. the film. So right. I didn't I was like, uh, I don't understand this, but whatever the case may be. But who did win Best Actor was um Rami Rami Malik. Right? He's a dude that played Mr. Robot on um a, I think it's Oh yeah, but he won that for what, the Queen movie. Yeah, right? Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think he was cool. I, I, I didn't see it yet. I have it in the living room but I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. But I think he was good. I liked him in um Twilight. He was off for Twilight. He played a vampire. Uh-huh. You know, but I mean that was good. And yes, um but Denzel has two Oscars. Denzel has one for Glory uh-huh. and one for Train of Day. And now Mahershala has Wait, he does have one for Glory? Yeah, he got one for Glory. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and then Mahershala has one for Moonlight and um Green Book. You okay. know, Green Book to me should have been Best Actor if it was going to be a nomination, uh-huh, uh-huh. whatever the case may be. And then Hannah Beecher, is it Beecher, Beecher, whatever, but she got production design for Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Another she started, yeah, she, she started first on Malcolm X, right? With I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. And yeah. it was great that she and him got there at the same time. Yeah, Spike got his. And I always thought Spike, he had an Oscar for some reason. That shocked me. That's because he was about the same height as an Oscar. Uh, 
an actual statue, and he had a yeah. whole shoe. Yeah. You know. They bought the same. But model. yeah, kudos to Spike Lee. He got his first Oscar. I thought it was also cool how he um gave a Brooklyn shout out after Barbara Streisand said I was raised in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And, you know that kind of lit him up. But I thought it was a good night for Spike. I was really really happy for him. Yeah. So flipping the script. In other news, R. Kelly, he's out of jail mm. on bond. Um. He got out hundred thousand. Right, hundred thousand dollars. Rumor had it he didn't have the money because it was, uh, you know, it's a million dollar bond. They said he was broke. He didn't have it, but now he's out. His first stop, he went to McDonald's. He got a quarter pounder with cheese with a side of barbecue sauce. Why is that news? I don't know. But R. Kelly um, went to McDonald's. So do we boycott McDonald's now because they feed? <laughs> Me. You well, know, I mean, he hasn't been convicted of anything yet, so. Um, but to avoid McDonald's, that would be a stretch. You said he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. I mean, we convicted. We convicted him. <laughs> we, we convicted him. He probably had a GoFundMe. I would not be surprised if some female fans set up a or, GoFundMe. Or not even a GoFundMe. They probably paid it for him. Yeah, they probably paid it for him. They probably paid it for him. But he, I think he's also $250,000 behind in child support. So he owes child support. Uh, he got a lot of stuff going on. But he did plead not guilty to all 10 counts of aggravated sexual uh, abuse. He pled not guilty. They got video footage. They got, but you know, nowadays video footage means nothing. You know, it well, means yeah, nothing. Technology, technology means it means nothing. But he got out, um, so that is something. And then, you know, we still got the whole Jesse Smollett situation going on. I'm not going to touch on that tonight. I'm not going to open that door, that Pandora's box, because I want to stay focused on tonight's topic. I want to stay focused on tonight's topic. We're gonna stay focused on tonight's topic. We're, we we nope, we're gonna revisit Jesse another time. No. Chicago said they found more evidence saying that Jesse stays, you know, detached. I don't know. So they touched it just a little bit. Just, just a smidge, just a smidge. I just tickled it. I didn't I didn't go all the way in, just tickled it. So yeah, more more news is coming. More news is coming later, I'm not really sure. But tonight we're gonna to talk about masculinity in the black community. Masculinity right? in the black community. Exactly. And this all started because if you watched the Oscars last night, um you saw Billy Porter. For those who don't know Billy Porter, Billy Porter is an openly gay African American man who has been doing Broadway and theater for decades. Billy Porter has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, now Billy Porter is one of the stars of the hit series, Pose, uh, a show that really talks about the house and ball community of the 80s. Um, if anybody does not know about the house and ball community, the house and ball community is a subculture of the black gay community that really focuses on, like, dance and music and all that, and it has a lot of things called houses. Houses are pretty much like gay fraternities or, or sororities. They're a family. As we all know, a lot of black black youth are kicked out of their home for being gay, gay or bisexual, transgender or whatever. Right. Houses are a form of family. It is it is a family. Houses have mothers and fathers. They raise these children, you know, give them guidance and tutelage and just all kind of stuff. Anyway, Poise is now on um, FX, okay. and it, okay. it's a hit. People love, love Poise. Billy is one of the stars of Pose. Billy walked the red carpet last night in a um, half tuxedo, half uh, gown. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his look? It was, I mean, Lady Gaga has walked the red carpet in meat, you know. But Billy Porter comes down the red carpet in, in a half tuxedo, half um, gown, made by designer Christian Siriano, mm-hmm. and is paying homage to a legendary house and ball father that just passed away. He wore this, a similar outfit to a ball back in the 80s. So he's paying homage. I mean, he's on pose. It's a ball show. Right, right. 
So that out the way, what I saw this morning was a bevy of just comments from from black men and women saying that um, what he has on is a disgrace. Um, he's confusing. Um, he's the reason why black black men are being emasculated now, and all blacks now are becoming gay. And they're the reason why we can't procreate, and and the black community, our numbers are decreasing, and just all this stuff. A lot of what I saw from people that I thought was cool, you know, I'm like right. I thought she was, I thought she was gay friendly. I thought she was, you know, you was cool on gay people. But now I'm seeing this rhetoric, and and you know, people when they say when they post something. You know, and it gets a lot of likes mm-hmm. or a lot of responses. They don't they don't shut down comments that start to go left. You know, they right. they don't they shut that down. Going. They let it keep going because I guess it boosts their popularity or makes them feel relevant because they're getting all these attaboys, girls, I agree, yeah, yeah, you know, depth to the gaze and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's one thing to have an opinion right. about what somebody has on, but to take what this person has on and then drag it out. And become become people who are against an entire demographic, you know, of black people. And I'm saying black people; they were saying black gay men right. are the reason that, you know. Right. Now my thing is this: if you feel that that the black gay men just appeared on earth, you know, with the onset of social media, that's a problem within itself. You know, they're acting like black gay men just became popular when Facebook arrived. Right, right. Just became popular when MySpace came around. Black gay men have been around since we had black men. Right. You know, period. That within itself is something that I think needs to be addressed. But I also want to know, when people say masculinity, 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 what does masculinity mean? I used to ask this question to men, and they would always get, you know, stuck. So, brother, what does being a man mean to you? Oh, you know, being a man means, I, I, you know, I, I can make some babies. Okay. Right. Gay men can make babies, too. I know a lot of gay men that got kids. That they got a woman pregnant and they got kids. Andy, right. you know, how is who you can have sex with, how does that equate to making you more masculine than the next man? So, so what, what's, your, what's your take? Let's get this talk going. What's your take on it? You know what? I, I personally, my opinion is I didn't care for what he had on. Okay. That's just me. Okay. I mean, what he wore is what he wore, um, just like when Dennis Rodman wore a, a dress. He married himself. Yeah, to his book um, signing. Um, his book signing, right. things like that. That didn't stop him from making it into the Hall of Fame because that antic had nothing to do with his on-court basketball playing. Right. Just like this gentleman here, uh, Billy Porter, what he wore has nothing to do with his acting. So – when people are tearing him down for what he wore and saying that this one man is messing up an entire race of people or black men, that I, I don't agree with that. Um, he did one thing that he did. You know, he's known for wearing, you know, things like that, flamboyant things and things. What's, what's flamboyant thing? Just flashy. Okay, well you got flashy. You got, you got straight men that wear flashy things. Right. You know, LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James stormed out of a meeting in a custom fitted short suit carrying a Birkin bag. Right. I mean, but they're not going to say he's gay because he's LeBron James. But why not? Exactly. So what? So what is what is gay attire? That's my question. Yeah. I mean, I think that we put people in these boxes. Uh-huh. We put we put gay in this box, right? And then it gets lost because we look at a lot of the artists out there today. 
I could say that a lot of them dress gay. Well, that even back in the day, um, the rappers and stuff from New York, they wore fitted pants and tight leather pants and stuff like that, a vest with no stripes and stuff. So, you Full know, horse. Big, big buff dudes with, with mesh headbands around right. their head. They, right. I mean, they, they have lace headbands wrapped around their jerry curls, exactly. but, they're still, but they're still pulling females. Right. Pulling females. Doesn't okay. mean anything. Prince, 5'2". Prince was 5'2", wearing buttless lace pants <laughs> and high heels and still has the respect of men right. and women trying to get in bed with him. Mm-hmm. So why, why could Prince wear something and be perceived as, as just this man, this man's man, but a gay dude wear the same thing and get dragged through the mud? And I've never, I've yet to see a gay dude go on to any kind of show, like BET Awards or whatever, in anything close to what Prince has worn. Prince right. did a whole movie in, in a ruffled shirt. In a ruffled shirt. In a ruffled shirt with pinpoint. Eyeliner. Right, eyeliner, set, riding a purple motorcycle. And that wasn't just his stage wear. Right. He was walking through the mall like that, pulling Apollonia. Right. You know, but why does, why does people like Prince get a pass? I don't think Prince really got a pass, though, because he was basically getting both sides. People were saying he was gay. People were saying he was straight. You know, it was a bunch of things they were saying about him, so I don't think he really got a pass. Well, I just the, think, you know, I just thought. Did they say he was gay or he was androgynous? There's a difference. I heard both. I heard I heard androgynous. I mean, he may have known the comfort of a man. I yeah. don't know. I, I've never slept with Prince. You know, I don't like the half of the prince, you know, male, so I would never call him gay. I wouldn't right. call any artist gay that I personally have never, well, even the ones that I know are gay, I'm not going to talk about because I still won't do that. But I just think that when it comes to, it's, it's hypocrisy in the black community about what they will and what they will not accept. LeBron James can put on something like that and, and get still keep the respect. Right. You know, if I was to walk down the street, I walk through the mall in a short set carrying a Birkin bag, I would get harassed because I'm not on the financial status or have not attained that level of masculine respect being right. a basketball player that LeBron had. So and usually those be the ones. <laughs> yeah. Those be the ones that you wouldn't expect because of the, because of the level of uh, star that they're at. You wouldn't think, oh, well, he's this, well, he's married, he got this, he got that. So, no, nah, it's, it's impossible. But, I, I mean, I personally, again, I don't didn't like the war. That's just my opinion. We talk about Billy. You right. like Billy? Billy. Because, I, I, because, I don't, because it's a gay or you just like how it looks, period? I just didn't, I wouldn't have worn it. Well, well I mean, I what looks gay? It, I mean, what looks gay? You can wear any, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can't, when you make it up, what looks gay? Nothing looks gay. You know, it's just, I guess it's just your swagger behind it. Okay. So you couldn't, you couldn't rock a half tough half. No, um, not me. You, you don't have the no. swag to pull that off. No, I wouldn't do it. Okay. All would right. you do it? I No, I wouldn't do it only because I don't have the body for it. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think Billy is small enough to do that. Mm-hmm. If I did that, I would look like, you know, Rasputia or something. <laughs> or like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. You know, like, you know how big I am to put on some, you know, a half tuck, half gown trying to walk on a red carpet. I'd be wheezing, and you know, this, no, I, I, I could not do that. Well, I could do that. But I mean, some of these guys, uh, like Lamont, made a point. You know, basketball players wore what did he say, ball cutter shorts in the seventies. So you're right. That was the style of shorts. I mean, but you look at some of these ball players. You look at um, 
what's his name? Westbrook and, and all of these guys that just be wearing and even with Cam Newton, the way he dresses sometimes. Right. It's like Arthur, but what about a kilt? Would you wear a kilt? I sure would. So you wear a kilt. I That's would. A skirt. That's a skirt. And you know what you wear a kilt. I'll wear it around the house. Yeah, you wear a kilt before the free ball in it on top of that. Who's free baller? So you oh you wear a kilt with some with some boxer briefs. With some shorts. So you <laughs> <laughs> You got a pair of basketball shorts under your kilt. I'll wear some shorts. Is it because you is it because you see the kilt as a skirt? I'm not, you know what? When I was little, I thought it was a skirt until I understood what it was okay. and where they wear that. Uh-huh. If that's the case, every man in that country that wears those are gay. If that's, if that's what they're saying. But until I understood what it was, uh-huh. and I was like, why not? Okay. nothing wrong with wearing that. All right, so how do you define you? How do you define masculinity? I want to hear what you got to say about it. Because because the thing about, the thing about this show, what I love is we got we got one gay, one straight. Okay, period. So we have two different views of everything, two right. different lenses, how we right. stuff, you know. So how you may view masculinity and how I may view masculinity is totally different. So how do you view masculinity or, or basically being a man? I mean, being a man, anybody can have a kid. So that doesn't define masculinity to me. Uh, having a kid and being able to be a father to that child, um, that's masculinity to me. Okay. Um you know, taking care of your home, your household, things like that, just being a protector of your family. Okay. That's masculinity, but anybody could be that as uh-huh. well. Exactly. Um, so it's really, to me, there's really no definition for masculinity because everyone's going to have their own opinion of what masculinity is because I know some gay guys that will whoop the slop out of some straight guys. Right. So, you know, who's masculine there? Right. So I don't think it's a definition of – I don't think there is a definition of masculinity that would be um, acceptable by everyone. I think everyone would just have their own um, definition of what masculinity is. Okay. So who taught you that? Who taught me masculinity? Who taught you that definition? Was it learned or did somebody, start, or somebody pour that into your spirit growing up? No, I, most – I mean, I, I said it was 50-50. Okay. Taught and learned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so you base masculinity on being able to provide. I think that shows a level of masculinity. Okay. That's fair to say. So, men who cannot provide are they less masculine? Are they less masculine? Yeah. No, because they may be masculine in other areas. Okay. So then here we go. So are are women who are head of households? Single mothers mm-hmm. are they masculine? Of course they are. So so masculinity is fluid. Of course. Okay, so it's not gender specific. No. Okay, are you saying that for real? I'm dead serious because okay. my mother ran her household and she's very masculine. Not to the to, to the extent of where she likes women, but she's masculine enough to raise four boys by herself, keep us under control, uh-huh. that we didn't stray to the left or right, and kept us in line. Okay. All right, so so here we go. Come on. So I'm unpacking what you're saying here. Go ahead. You're, so you're saying that masculinity should not be defined to a gender. It shouldn't. Okay, but it is. But that's the way society does. Okay. All right. So all right. So you said your mother was okay. She wasn't brawny. I seen your mother, so she wasn't brawny right. and all of you know. Your hands. Okay. So so you're saying masculinity. 
not gender specific. Masculinity is fluid. I, yes. Okay. I, that's my opinion. Now, every someone else may have a different opinion, but I think masculinity is fluid. Okay. Because again, I'll say it like this. Okay. You got some some gays that can whoop the slop out of a guy. You got some women that uh-huh. can whoop the slop out of a guy. Out of a guy. Masculinity is what you perceive it to be. And I think I think that people people confuse when when people say you know my mother was there because my father wasn't, but uh-huh. I still know that's my mother. I'm right, not saying exactly. my mother was my father. Exactly. You know, like I would never get my mother a Father's Day card. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't do that. But you have some people that do, that do that. that. You know, it's like well, my mom was my mother, my father. She should get Father's Day card, Mother's Day card. Well, no, she was not your father. Exactly. You know, your father was gone, and that's another show for another time. Exactly. But I think that I think that when it comes down to two roles in the household and all that, I think. You, you're onto something by saying that some women have to step into that role that was designed for the quote-unquote head of the household right. because the head of the household is absent. So when it comes to masculinity, all right, we're saying that it's neutral, it's blended, mm-hmm. it, can, it can fit. So does the same go with femininity? Does the same go with femininity? Yeah. Hmm. Let me see. You know what? Well, it's, I don't know. I can't answer that. Okay, I can't answer that. I got to think about that. Okay, what you what you on that? Chew on, chew on that. All right. So here here's what, here's the definition of masculinity. What what, what I saw or just how well, I read that earlier. Too. Yeah, masculinity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and yeah. roles associated with boys and men. Okay, not not girls and women. All right. As a social construct, it is distinct from the definition of the male biological sex. All right, it's the thing from that. Standards of manliness or masculinity vary across different cultures and historical periods. Both males and females can exhibit masculine traits and behavior. So if the, you know, the mother has to step in mm-hmm. for the father, she can exhibit masculine traits and behavior. Right. She will never be a father, nor will she ever be fully masculine. She's, she's exhibiting traits, right. you know, our behaviors. Okay, all right, this is what we're reading. This ain't us, y'all. All right. Traits traditionally viewed as masculine in Western society include strength, courage, independence, violence, and assertiveness. Machismo is a form of masculinity that emphasizes power and is often associated with a disregard for consequences and responsibility. Then you got virility. It's similar to masculinity, but especially emphasizes strength, energy, and sex drive. Okay, so, all right, so we see all this, this, bashing and all that kind of stuff of of straight dudes saying that masculine dudes, I mean, straight dudes saying that gay dudes are not masculine and they're feminine, that is just a stereotype. We can agree with that. Right. Right. Because masculinity, from what we just read, is behavior. And I think the problem is a lot of straight dudes, they box gay dudes into one little subset and say, this is how all gay dudes act. This is how all gay dudes should be, you know, and gay dudes do this, 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 and this, which is not fair. You know, it's the same way that, that white folks say about black people or, or black men or whatever. Well, you're black, so of course you can play basketball. You're right, black. Exactly. Of course you can dance. You're black, so of course you can. If you're black, you must be Christian. You know, or you must go to church. You weren't raised in church, but you're black. Right. And I think we put folks in these boxes, that's when all the problems arise. So today when I saw all these comments that were 
bashing the entire black gay community are bashing black gay men because Billy Porter wore a dress and saying that and that's he, not fair. It's not fair it's not. and saying that he's the reason that black men are being emasculated. Um, no, you emasculate yourself. You know, some of y'all emasculate yourself. Exactly. You know, and I know, like you just said, there are some black gay men out there who will will drop paws on these straight dudes. And I don't think it's anything more embarrassing than seeing a straight dude get his butt kicked by a gay dude for gay bashing. Yeah, and it's exactly. It's usually the uh, the straight guy that's talking the trash. Right. At, you know. Because I've never seen I've never seen a gay dude step to a straight dude and say, "I'm gonna beat your straight behind for being straight." I don't see that. Yeah. I've never seen I don't think it ever happened. You know, maybe some hard up, you know, gators out there is rocking like that. Mm-hmm. But I ain't seen that. And Seth Sims just said people are multifaceted. And I agree. I believe that people are multifaceted and should be allowed to 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 be, period. Right. Just be. Because there are things that, that straight folks, you know, do in the bedroom that other straight think is nasty or right. disgusting. But for some reason, they feel it's normal because it's between a man and a woman. Right. You know, and I think that's wrong. You know, I, any any kind of way that we're further bringing somebody down, in my opinion, is stupid and it's ignorant. And if you if you're walking around still gay bashing, if you're walking around still thinking that all gays are a certain way, if you're walking around thinking that gays are the reason that are going to be the demise of the black community because gays don't procreate, you're an idiot. Right. Period. I you're agree. you're you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Because if that's the case, how come more 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 of these woke black gay men are not at home taking care of their kids? If they're so concerned about gays taking over, stay home and raise your kids. Right. You know, but you're so busy on the corner gay bashing that you're missing the bigger picture about community. You know. So, and Deidre just pointed out there are tribes that wear makeup and dress like women for certain rituals. Exactly. I agree. I think Western civilization has just shifted how we look at behaviors, how we look at genders, how we look at gender norms, masculinity, femininity. We just erase all of that. And it also kills me when I see people talk about, well, you know, men shouldn't walk around, you know, dressed like women. But we got women walking around in pants. Every single day, and back in the day, pants was considered an, a garment designed especially for a man. And any exactly. woman that was wearing pants was viewed differently. Yep. I remember when Audrey was a Audrey or Catherine Hepburn became the first Hollywood celebrity that walked around wearing pants, and she was considered a trendsetter. Wow. You know, so it's amazing to me how over time, when things evolve, you know, then everybody want to jump on the bandwagon. Oh well, maybe it's not that bad. You know, society is is society. Society dictates what's right and what's wrong, and you know, again, it's it's people's opinion. It's about what you want to believe and what you agree with and what you accept and not accept. But I I think it's wrong to bash people. I I really do. <laughs> you said that's so sad. Like it's I, I, like I mean, it's hard. Hard. You know, everybody has family members, you know, whether you want to believe it or admit it or not, you know, and you're not going to bash your family member. Yes, they will. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Every family, every church, every company, every organization, gay people are everywhere, period. And And, and you would be amazed if all the gays stood up at once and said, hey, I'm here, I'm queer, I hate 
the word queer, first of all, I'm here and I'm homosexual, then you will be amazing. I mean, folks will just stand up next to you. People that you play ball with, people that you've hung out with, people that have beat you in spades. You know, it's all about your spades. You know, I know some gay dudes that wear spades out. You know, I mean, it, it, and it's, it's like this is who I am and let it go. Just, just let it go. But we keep picking and choosing in the black community who we want to further demise so we can feel better, you know. So here's my question. Here's my question. I'm going to ask everybody who's thread. I'm going to ask you, you, okay. you, you know, is there a difference? Is there a difference between white manhood and black manhood? You know, white manhood and black manhood. Do white people or do white men define manhood differently than black men. What do you think? Do white people do what? Do white people, do white men mm-hmm. view manhood and masculinity different than black men? We can't, I can't answer that. I'm not white. But you're black. So I can't think how white men think. From what you've seen in society. Let me see. Well, they are, I think they are, I think they look down on us, period. Black and straight men. So black, okay, what? I think white, white men probably look down on us anyway, black, uh, straight, or gay. No, it's not, no, I'm not saying how, no, no, not how they look at us. Uh-huh. Do whites in their community, uh-huh. do they define manhood differently than how black community defines manhood? Like, okay, I, like, I, like, like for example. I've never been. you never been white? No. You either. should try it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, pal. Hey, pal. Hey, buddy. <laughs> No, what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm, okay. Like for example, in in white white high schools have wrestling teams. Uh huh. You know they don't see a problem or an issue with putting on tights and wrestling and all that kind of stuff. I don't think black men ever do. You ever seen a black wrestling team of in course. a in an urban school? Yeah, I haven't. Well, you know from the east coast they always have. Wrestling. Okay, well on the west coast ain't no wrestling team. Yeah, they have on the east coast. Okay, so yeah, so y'all wrestle? Yeah, they wrestle. You wrestle? I never was on a wrestling team because I was too small. Uh, what? I mean, I was too smug. Dudes are huge. But you, but you want to wrestle? No. Why? I play basketball. But you, you were too small to wrestle, but big enough to play basketball. Come you on, like talking about thickness? You like man. five four? Five four? <laughs> five. Okay. No. Okay. No. No. I've seen wrestling teams. I've gone to wrestling matches and everything. Okay. All right. Something that wrestling. Maybe that's a bad example. Bad yeah. Example. Horrible example. Here we go. Here we go. White men. White men can act softer and not be called gay. Black men act soft and they're called gay. No. Here's one. A white man could shave his beard and mustache off and not be called gay, but a black man shaves it off. People automatically think he's gay. Where you get that one from? That's a, come on, man. You don't, you don't believe that? You don't see that? I'm trying to think. Oh, is that true? That's true. So bareface, bareface men are, are black men. Most bareface black men uh-huh. are are viewed as softer than scruffy faced black men. Yep. You know what, Dion? Who's the dude on Blackish? Dion um, Cole. Yeah. Dion Cole. Uh, about almost about eight years ago, he did a stand-up show, uh-huh. and that was part of his routine. He talked about black men that did not have a mustache. He didn't take them seriously. And his, his running joke was, hey, man, where's your stash? If you ain't got no stash, you know, I don't see you. Exactly. Like, you know, and I, that, so, I mean, I'm not going to say you you off or whatever, but he did do a, 
comedy routine he did mm-hmm. talking about where's your mustache. Where, if you ain't got no mustache, then you are not no hard dude because the mustache makes you more masculine. It makes you look like a man and all that. Because me, I can't grow I can't grow a full Philly beard. I can get a chin strap, but I can't get the full beard like I have leukemia if I try. And I always Bastard. right. I was always hurt by that. So like, oh my God, they gonna talk about me because I can't grow, you know, a full hair. And you would have been the one talking about beer gang. Right, right. I'd have been that too, you know. But in the, you know, and in the military, you can't have facial hair. Well, you can't have a beard, mm-hmm. mustache. But you know, black men, we get razor bumps and all that. So when I joined the uh, the Air Force, when I was in the military, you know, when it came to shaving, I was like, I can't shave y'all. It's messing up my my face. I'm getting razor bumps, yada yada yada. Uh-huh. But you know, when I um, was able to, when I got out and tried to let my hair grow out, I realized I can't grow a beard anyway. I could just get little scruff patches on my. Now I'm getting sad because I can't grow. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to be gay. I can't grow no hair. You got the Jay Z. Right, 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 exactly. Okay, so, what's the, all right, so, so, okay. The bigger question white men softer. You know, white men are softer. Not just softer, but I think, but I think it has to do with the upbringing and how they're raised. You know, they're raised in different environments. They're not, they're not urban like we are. They're not raised in 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 the kind of situations they were raised in. So their outlook on life is totally different. Is that fair? To some degree, because some black people are raised in um, middle class, high right. class, and those black people are looked at as soft by black exactly. people. So, okay, so now we're getting somewhere. We're unpacking this. Come on, DNA, be a boy. I'm packing it. I'm packing it. We're unpacking it. So, so here we go. So it can, it can be safe to say that it can boil down to your social economic status Correct. To, to determine how masculine you are. Right. Because we, we can equate masculinity with being more gritty, being more urban, being more street, you know, being more rough about it. You know, versus that dude that comes in and he was raised in, you know, raised with, with means or whatever, he we perceive as softer because he doesn't have the callous hands, he got manicures, you know. Well, masculinity can also be having a, a, a great education, a great job, making a certain amount of money a year because you can have this guy here that's a thug or whatever, and you think, oh, he's masculine, he's this, that, and the other, but then people may view this black guy because he's well-educated, Nice job, nice home, um, take care of his business, handles his business like he's supposed to. That's masculine too. I agree a hundred percent. That's masculine too. I think a real, I think a real man is about responsibility. Taking care, take care of his business. A real man is about responsibility, yep. and I think that that gets overlooked because the dude on the corner, the dude on the corner, you know, you know, Junebug and all them, they get more, they get more Your credit. Pookie, you know. Yeah, they get more. Don't call Pookie. Okay. That's my girl. They um, what do they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I think they do that, and we give. I don't. I won't say we give more respect, but we give more more street cred to the dude on the corner that that's just doing nothing all day than we do to the one that that's really trying to better himself. But there's nothing like having street smart and book smart. Right, I agree. If you got both of those. No, nobody can touch you. You're solid. Nobody if you're, can touch you. If you're educated and able to walk down the street and understand the hood dynamics, yep. then yeah, you got one up. Nobody can touch you. You got one up. So so then there's there's clearly a gap in our communities about masculinity for one and what defines a man. Because if we have if we have young men that think 
that, that are continually seeing that it's somewhat okay to just do nothing, then that needs to change. Right. We got we got to step in and sh- and shift the paradigm because we're seeing too many kids that think it's okay to to hustle, right? You know, think it's okay to not go to school, think it's okay to just stay on the corner all day. They think it's okay, and they they look at the one who is trying to better better himself or get an education, whatever. That's a square. That's an L seven. You're not cool. So who wants to live in their neighborhood and not be considered cool just because they're trying to do better for themselves? Right. That's that's a hard upbringing. That's difficult when you're the one that, no, I don't want to smoke. I don't want to drink. I want to go to class. I want to go to college. Oh, man, you a square. You know, we ain't got your back. That's that peer pressure. That's that peer pressure. That's the peer pressure. So then they end up, a lot of them end up succumbing to the street and all that because that is what is deemed to be masculine. Or that's what men do. Men hang out. Men do this. Men do that. You know, men don't respect women. You know, men, men, you know, men pull holes and all that. (laughs) You know, I think that that's just wrong. So, all right. So you're a dad. Okay. You're a dad. How do you, how are you raising your son? How am I raising my son? Uh Uh-huh. I'm raising my sons to be first and foremost gentlemen. Uh, they're they're respectable young men. They respect adults. Um, I'm teaching them how to be young men at their age right now. Um, to, you know, just do chores around the house and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just telling them how I am and how I was at their age and things like that. So, how were you at their age? Bad. Define bad. Just bad, just mischievous. But not, I mean, I wasn't bad to disrespecting bad, but I was like, I was always a jokester. Okay. You were class class. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I've grown out of that. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> well, um, no, I'm, I'm raising my guys, man, to, uh, first, you know what I'm saying, just first of all, be respectful. Because in this day and time now, the way that society is going, with young black men and older black men, we don't know what it's going to be 10 years from now. I agree. Uh, when they get, you know, 13 and 14 and stuff like that. So, right. So what yeah. – okay, so so the topic is about the hypocrisy um, in the black community about basically who gets to do what, who gets to wear what. Right. How can we, how can we do – how can we begin the work of bridging that gap between – the heterosexual and a homosexual community, because it needs to be a truce. <laughs> like when the blood the Crips had the truce, I think it needs to be a truce. And I think what needs to be done, I think, I think people need to understand that community. What which community? The L. I don't know the acronym, but you know, yeah. You own the Dante Show. L B B T Q. I don't Right. But um, I think people need to understand the community, and I think if we, well, not me, but I think if people would take the time before passing judgment to understand the community and what everybody's just not having sex. Right. Every It's not about just having sex. I have friends that are gay. I have close Do you now? I have close <laughs> friends that are gay, right. and you. they're like my brothers. So it's not about, I mean, the first thing somebody thinks of when they see Gay people is like, oh man, they they doing this and they doing that. Mm-hmm. But no, I know, I know, um, gay people that are um, celibate, celibate, 
And I, I, I had a show about yeah. that before, and somebody charged me up mm-hmm. and said, no, that's impossible. Gay men can't be celibate. I'm like, what do you mean gay men can't be celibate? Yeah. Because that, you know, that's what, you know, that's what gay folks do. They have sex. I'm like, are you telling me that every single gay man you come across is having sex or has had sex sometime that day? If gay men listen to this show right now that ain't had sex in right. months, and they probably hoping somebody on this thread is like, right. yo, please call me. You're cute. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, it's, like it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, that we have made, that we have made society being gay, society's made being gay sexual. And we, pro- like Monique said, we're programmed. Program, the programming needs to be changed. Pro- been programmed to keep certain lifestyles as the standard, respect, right. ethic, emasculation of the black man is apparent. So basically, we just have to love each other at the end of the day. We have to love each other and accept each other. And, you know, even if... Wait, so, Monique, so Monique, Monique basically is, is... No, hold on. Let's reread what Monique just said. Monique just said programming needs to change. We have been programmed to keep certain lifestyles as the standard. Mm-hmm. Respect, work ethic, emasculation of the black man and the parent. So mm-hmm. Monique is saying what this show is about, basically. Right. Monique is... Uh, first of all, lifestyles. We need to stop using that word. Right. And we need to stop saying the gays, you chose that life. You chose that life. Come on now, really? First of all, who gonna, who's going to choose to be gay? With all that's going on, you got everybody talking about you, everybody bashing you. Mm-hmm. You can't walk down the street without getting rocks thrown at you. I mean, come on, who's going to choose to be gay? I don't know not one man or woman that woke up one morning and said, you know what? Today's a good day to be gay. I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do it, make a change in my life, right. and just be gay. I don't, I don't know nobody that has, that has ever said that. I don't. So when I hear people, especially heterosexual people, that make it make it seem like, well, you chose that, you get what you deserve. You know, you chose to go that way. Well, you cho- come on now, really? Right. That that's that's not that's not cool. That's that's like I'm not. This is a very loose comparison. It's like telling a woman who's been sexually assaulted, well, you chose to wear that low-cut blouse and a high skirt. Right. You chose that. You should have went outside like that. That's what you get. You know, it, it's no compassion, no sympathy, and like you said, it's no understanding. Yeah. No one is trying to understand. No one is trying to understand, and they're quick to pass judgment. Right. And, I, again, this is me. This is me talking. This is my opinion. This is not what – you know, someone has programmed me or whatever. You know, when I was younger, of course, I was ignorant mm-hmm. to to the lifestyle. I was ignorant because I was young mm-hmm. and I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and mature, I can understand. Like again, it's not what you were programmed to believe of a person, right? And and when you do that, it's like, man, this person is still cool. This person is still you know, it could be like somebody that's a fornicator or having sex all the time. You're not going to stop being cool with them because they're smashing everything around the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me. Correct. So it just it upsets me when I see the bashing part of it. Now, right. the, what I can't do, me personally, what I can't deal with, I don't like the, the flamboyant thing. I don't okay. like that. That's me. And that's fair. Yeah, I don't like that. That Now, that's where I have a problem. But, again, I still won't bash that person. Right. I I just have a problem with that. Um, and I but, think I think that's fair. I mean, the same way I don't like women who go to the grocery store in house shoes. Right. I think that's ignorant as hell. Right. To me, house shoes are for the house. 
Right. So you're a woman, you go into the to the, the grocery store in house shoes and a hair scarf in the bathroom, mm-hmm. I think that's just tacky. But for some people that's just the way of life. That's how they do it. Well, I grew up doing this. That's how right. I was, you know, what's the problem? Why are you judging me? Why are you judging me? So I can't judge you, but you can judge me. Right. And I think it's that word that judgment. When we stop judging each other to get an understanding of each other, things will change. I think th- things things will change. You know. And and Okay, oh, that's a good question. Andrew Lamont. Lamont, if my – Read the question up for the folks on the podcast. Lamont, hey, Lamont Bradley says to me, so DNA, you're raising them to be respectful, young men, so what if your son wanted you to meet the love of his life and it turned out to be a man? I would still love my son as I love him right now. I wouldn't pass judgment on him. I wouldn't call him an outcast. I wouldn't do any of that. I would still love my son, and I would accept his choice because that's my son. So, so you said choice, right? That wasn't his choice. That's just who he is. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Hey, hey, choice, I'm choice, or is that, is that a word? Can I use that? I was I'll use preference. Lamont, I would still love my son. That would still be my son, um, and I would treat him the same. Um, I would be sensitive to him in certain conversations and things of that nature, but that would, that's still my son. And you, and you being you being a straight man. How did you get to that place? How did you get here to this point where you're like, you know what, people are people. Does something happen, you know, that makes you just wake up one day and realize, you know, were you ever homophobic, for one? No, I've never been homophobic. Well, again, as a child, I was immature um, as far as, you know, cracking jokes or whatever. But then, you know, we would all crack jokes or whatever and things like that. Oh, man, that guy is flaming or this, that, and the other. But. You know, growing up and working with people, friending people, befriending people, uh-huh. um, people being your boss, uh-huh. uh, you being their boss, um, family members and things like that, it makes you look at life differently because at the end of the day, we're all people. We're all human beings and we all need love. Right. Um, and I don't want to ever be the cause of someone or bashing someone or whatever and then they go commit suicide or they – do this or that, because that deep down inside, you never know who really, really looks up to you. Bingo. You never really, really know who puts you on a pedestal of maybe being their hero or whatever the case may be. And it could be somebody that's way over you but still look up to you. Right. So I never wanted to be the one or the cause of someone hurting themselves or doing something to themselves because of something that I said or may have the way that I've treated them or things like that. So because we're all human. At the end of the day, we all, everybody needs love. Everybody needs love. You never know what someone's going through. You just never know. So what would you, what would you say, what would you say to the, to the straight dudes out there who are uncomfortable around gay men? I would just say love them. Just love them. Love everybody as you would want people to love you. And my thing, my thing is always like, you know, when it comes to when it comes to being uncomfortable, why are why are you uncomfortable? First of all, mm-hmm. I always I always find it funny when I see straight dudes. It's like you know I ain't no gay dudes because you know, they they don't want to get with me. I'm like, but but dude, you ain't got no girls that want to get with you. Right. So you know, ugly is ugly. Right. And if girls think you ugly, guys might think you ugly too. Right. You know, and and you're ugly on the inside. Right. So I just I just think that it, it that it's important to understand that people are people, and and most people. Most gay men that I know are not going to disrespect a straight guy. 
You know, they're not going to disrespect them by approaching them. I'm very protective of all my straight friends. All my straight friends, I am very protective. I tell my gay friends when they even ask, yo, who was that? He's straight. You know, back up. Nah, you know, anybody can be turned out. No. Anybody cannot be turned out. You know, if a dude is really straight, he's not going to rock with, he's not going to get in bed with you. Now, if if a, a straight dude come to me like three days later and say, "Yo, I kind of, I kind of slipped," and that thing I knew I was, you know, well, how did you slip and stumble onto a a piece of flesh? How did you, how did that happen? Was there a banana peel on the ground? Was the floor wet? I mean, how did you slip and you, your pants came down? Right, right, and you, right. And then, and next thing I know. I don't know, no, I don't know no dude that has gotten that drunk. Right. You know, I don't. I'm not saying it has not happened or, you know, but, I mean, it's like if people want to experiment and uh, then be honest, right. be 100%. It's like you've been thinking about it, you have thoughts about it, but don't don't make the lie and don't do the blame game like I didn't know it was going to go down like that. What you think was going to happen? He told you he was gay. Right. He said he was interested. You chose to invite him over at one night or one. Or put yourself in that position. Right. You, right. You, you know, now that's when I think it becomes, you, you know, you come on now, own up to that. Right. Just say you liked it. You know, exactly, Aisha, the curiosity was always there. Right. It was always there. You just never acted upon it, which is fine. It's no judgment. It's no judgment. But but stop stop playing the victim. Please, women too. Yo, women. Now, we're going to stop talking about dudes for a minute. Let's talk about these DL women that's out there. Women do the same thing. Well, it only happened one time. I don't know how I ended up in that position. It was just in college. You know, a lot of stuff happened in college that, that people want to forget about. But you know what's funny? Women get a pass. Right. Women get a pass. Why, get a pass. why do women get a pass? I don't know I don't, why. I don't, can y'all chime in on that? Because it's seeming, it's seeming more um, erotic. It seemed more erotic together than it is two two hairy leg dudes, you know. Because women women are beautiful, and let me let me just say this, ladies, gay men, you know, don't don't think you pretty and all that. Right, kind of, right. And gay men, no, a lot of gay men find women beautiful. But would you rather be with a dude that that knows he wants a guy, but he's with you just for appearances? No, I think you want to do it's going to be 100%. You know, be 100%. So I think that when it comes down to two women in bed together, it's viewed as sensual, you know, beautiful, especially if they're, they're two gorgeous women. Now, you don't want just, woo, you know, right. Like, you want just two wolves, you know. Uh, <laughs> booger wolves. Yeah, just, just <laughs> green and heavy and growling all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, my girl, she only sleeps with other women for me. No, 
she's sleeping with other women because she uh-huh. likes other women, and she's making you feel like you're the reason why. She's stroking your ego, but, bro, trust me, if you leave the room, they're not going to stop and say, okay, he's out, girl, get off me. No, they're going to keep on going. Yeah, we're still on topic. Uh, uh, Kyrie, don't, don't, don't do that. What do you say? What do you say? We're still on topic. Yeah, we're still on topic. Get out of here. We're, talking about, we're, we're, we're building bridges. We're building bridges. We're building bridges. So, so you said that it needs to be understanding. Yeah. I think be yeah. mutual understanding. Is that, is that ever going to happen, though, really, in this lifetime? No, because I think it's easier, I think it's easier to, to keep that divide, unfortunately. It's easier. But I, I love what you said about get to know the person. Yeah. Get to know, because a lot of y'all are holding on to the wrong people, but they got the right orientation, quote, unquote. You know? Right. Some of y'all need some, some good gay homies in your life, because because we see what's coming. We, we, we <laughs> you know, we see the enemy. We'll let you know, yo, that's not a real friend. That's not a real friend. Because most, most gay folks have been through the storm and the rain with people. They have been dogged out by people, uh-huh. alienated. You know, um, they thought people had their back until they came out the closet, per right, se, right. and folks left them. So gay folks have a very keen sense of discernment and can smell somebody that's not loyal and not smell. 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 I, can, I, can, I can smell a fraud. I can smell. You ain't right. You ain't true. Some of my, some of my belly is bubbling. <laughs> you know, I because I I've been through so much. I've been through so much when it comes to just trusting people with your truth, right. and then they stab you in the back. And stop, please, stop telling people to live in truth and be honest, and then the minute they do, you cast them aside. You know, people do it all the time. Be honest. Be true. You know, be yourself. We're here for you. And then the minute that person come out the closet waving their flag, oh, you really are gay. Oh, you gay gay. Oh, we can't hang out. We're gay gay. Gay gay. Gay gay. <laughs> Oh, oh, my I'm just God. saying, so it's like, you know, it, it comes, it comes a, a yeah. time when, but we have to also learn to embrace people who they are. If the person is gay, gay, you know, are that level of gay that makes you uncomfortable, Keita, why, no. are you, why are you uncomfortable? Why, you got to ask yourself, why are you uncomfortable? Right. Why, why is it so awkward for you to embrace someone that does not sleep with the same gender that you're attracted to? Right. What what do you think the problem is? Why do you think most guys are most straight dudes are so uncomfortable around gay men? I don't know. I, I really I mean again, when I was younger I was that way until I got an understanding of um people. I think you gotta get to know the person because not everybody's out to, you know, get you or get at you and like you said you know, if women ain't attracted to you because you're ugly or whatever, what makes you think a guy's going to be attracted to you? Right. You know, they're probably looking at you the same way. Right. So right. I just think people just need to get to know each other. And um, and I want, I want to know if women, and this is this is a question for women, and maybe they can chime in on Facebook Live or whatever the case may be. Yes, chime in. But are women, ladies, are you, would you be uncomfortable if your your husband or, or the man you're dating came home and his best friend is, would you be uncomfortable with that? Would you be uncomfortable if your your husband said, "I'm gonna go hang out with Dante down at at the gay club or the punk bar"? You know, would you would you feel some kind of way? Would you think your man is is teeter tottery, or would you trust that your man is 100% heterosexual like he told you? You know, or do you think your man would be like kind of you know just just a smidge gay? He he a little bit gay or something like that. 
And I know a lot of women that may be uncomfortable with their their man, their their husband, their boo, you know, hanging out with 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 a gay dude, you know. And I want to know. So so looking at my friend, you know, some are saying no, you know, no, no. Most women are saying no. You know, women are saying I'm secure in my sexuality. But I want to know: Are there women out there who be like, huh? You know, with with this, why are you hanging out? Yeah, why are you hanging out with Dante all the time? Why are you always going to the club with Dante? And it's like because he was going to the club with me before he met you. And no, your man is straight. I'm telling you, your man is straight. He don't get down like that. But at the at the gay club, the drinks are better. You know, you party harder and all that kind of stuff. So I just I just wonder why do women, some women, get uncomfortable when their man has a gay friend or a few gay friends? I've never been to a, um, a club. Oh, you want to go? No. No. Ooh, okay. That was a hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, I don't know. I really I really don't know because, again, I know me. I'm secure with me. I, I know, you know, myself. So I've never been. Will I perform at a Pride Festival? I sure would. Yeah, but the check is right. If the check is right. Perform I perform. <laughs> take my shirt off and throw it in the crowd. <laughs> And go home with a nice check. Right, right. And hope you to my it. wife. <laughs> you gotta clarify. Yes, right, we're right. Married. <laughs> be married to a woman. <laughs> so I will perform the hell out of a pride concert. I have no problem with that. Okay. All right. So what would you do? What would you do, straight friend, if if you saw some of your straight friends were bashing gay people? I would probably check them. Because they say silence is consent. Yeah. I think I would check them. I've never been in a situation like that as an adult to where someone's actually really, like, going in okay. to somebody. So I, I, I think I would actually go um, go at them. And how would you feel, cool. And how would you feel if they started accusing you of being gay? I would, I would tell them that I'm not, but it's not cool to bash anybody. So we're talking about gay people. So I'm just saying, I would, I would just say, I would, just, I would go at them. It's not cool. So you have my back? I would have your back. I hundred percent. You're my friend. You're like my brother. Okay. So why wouldn't I have your back? I'm gonna tag you on a few of these threads. Tag me or something. I'm let you go go ham on some of these folks. I mean, they ain't never. I don't said, curse. They ain't never said to no. You no. You cast out demons. You felt that? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All in my crawl. Woo! Yay! Here we go. So no, I I think it's good to know because I know a lot of a lot of um a lot of homosexual people feel that they don't have the support of the heterosexual community, that that the allies are just fraudulent, that the allies are closet allies. I can't even begin to tell you how many how many closeted allies I have. Uh-huh. But when it comes to public speaking out, they get nervous. Mostly mostly clergy. You know, mostly clergy, you know, in my inbox and all that kind of stuff, oh, they got my back, hey, doctor got your back, we're rooting for you, praying for you, yada, yada, yada. But when I say come on out and really have my back in public, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, I think it's just unfortunate because if you if you ride it for me, ride it for me. You know, if you got my back, have my back. The same way I'm loyal to you, be loyal to me because I'm never going to put any of my straight friends in a position where they're uncomfortable. Right. You know, so you t- like if you told me that I say I love you, I ain't gonna problem with the gay community, but I'm not comfortable going to a to a gay club. All right, bet I'm right. not taking you to one. Right. And I would respect the same thing from you if you said we are going to the strip club. You want to go? I'm like, uh, for what? What I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna throw. I'm not gonna throw my dollars at no you naked broad. 
what you what you gonna do unless they got some good chicken wings? I'm not going. That's what you're going for. Oh, chicken wings and oh, they go to the strip club to eat. Mm. Oh, I, I, I out here. oh, see, I thought they went to strip club to see naked ladies. I know it's for the for the cuisine. No, they they go to see naked ladies. Oh, okay, well then, all right, well then, what's they eat chicken wings? They eat chicken wings. Yeah. But well, some place I told you, because there's a lot of a lot of gays are heterophobic. Did you know that? No. All right, so heterophobic is you have gays that are uncomfortable in situations that are dominated by the by the heterosexual community because they, they feel they may get bashed. Like you said, you're not comfortable around feminine um, gay men. Right. So if a feminine gay man walks into the room, you know, men like you may be like, oh, wow, why he up in here? What's going on? Uh, uh. And that person will feel that energy so they're like, I, I don't want to be here. I'm uncomfortable. But, but see, but, but I wouldn't. I'm uncomfortable around them, but I still wouldn't be like, you know, I wouldn't go hard at them. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I wouldn't go like, oh, Moses, why are you flaming around like that? You know what I'm saying? Why are you floating in here? Why are you gliding? Why are you prancing here? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> why do you got this glitter trail behind you? Right. Okay. Brother glitter sparkle. Right, right. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Okay. But, I mean, I, I'm just uncomfortable around that. Oh, and that's just me. Do you know why? I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. Okay. It's just. It's just me. That's just how I feel. That's what we got to get to. Right. That's not. Not just you. I want to know why are straight men so he uncomfortable around? Lamont says cinnamon leaves love too. Exactly. That's my thing. Good night, Tiffany. That's my thing. I Hi, Tiffany. That's the core of this conversation right here. I want to know why are straight men. So uncomfortable around gay men. Why are straight? Why do straight black men? I ain't talking about no other race because I'm black. I'm black first. Before anything else, I'm black. Period. Okay. Why are black men so uncomfortable? I feel so awkward around black gay men. You know why? And why do they? Why do they? Why do they try, try to get black gay men to act a certain way to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, I ain't got no problem with you being gay. When you come around me, can you kind of water that gay down a little bit? You know, why do we do that? But in that instance, why don't you just move yourself out of the situation? Because we... No, 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 I'm talking about the person that's saying, can you water yourself down? Why don't you just move yourself from the equation and get... You You leave. Not... No, I'm, I was going to say, because it's a Dante show. I ain't going to... No, you leave. About, you leave, nigga. Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Right. 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 I, I agree. I, I agree I mean, with you. That. Silly work too. I agree with that. But 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 what if I told you? I told you, yo, do you have do you have to be so hard all the time? Can you soften this down a little I'm bit? I'm hard all the time. That's what I'm saying. Example, fool. Like, you know, we don't we don't try to make straight men change their straightness. Right. But straight men try to make gay men change their gayness. No matter what level of gay I'm on. But but when you say, but that's not everybody. That's when you say you gotta say most. Most. Okay, yeah. most. We'll yeah. speak in most and that's I, not everybody. This, that's not everybody. I agree. And I feel the same way yeah. when I see a lot of gay people our straight people talk about gay. I'm like, Well, all y'all don't think that way. Right. Because I got a bevy of straight friends that that's my ride or dies. I right. get that. But I think that when it comes down to it, 
it's like, you know, you have level level of gaydom, you know, in Gaydom. In Gaydom, there are levels. Look that word up. Yeah, there, there's levels. Y'all look that word up and tell me what Gaydom means. So it's like you're you're comfortable you're comfortable on level one. You know, you're comfortable on the surface level gaze. The deeper we go, the more folks get uncomfortable. Do you understand know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like if you're around a, a level five gaze, which is like, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's it. That's the, the coup de talk gay. That's the criminal crimp. You know, you get to that level. That's you like, said yeah, level that's five. The, you get to level five. Five stars. I mean, that's it. <laughs> you can't get no gayer than that. You know, what I'm saying is when you get to that certain level, your comfort level shifts, and you're like, this may be too much for me right now. <laughs> You know, I fluctuate between like a one and a three, depending on my my, my surroundings. Right. I don't get to five. You know, but, but, but you know, I, you know, it's levels here, and I think look up Jadem, y'all. Right, don't and forget Deidre. I know you're right. still on here. And I think it's a lot of people that that are comfortable with level one gaze, and when they see level two, level three, like what Billy Porter had on at the Oscars last night, that's a different. That's a that's a high level. That's a ten. That's a high level. That made people uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable because Frank Ocean, when he came out as bisexual, as long as they had the, um, as long as he looked somewhat still like a level one, mm-hmm. okay, we could deal with that. But if Frank Ocean would have came out with full face and all gay. that, right, DEFCON gay, you know, global thermonuclear <laughs> gay, <laughs> explosive gay, then, Billy Porter came out the box like, yo, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. And he got dragged for it by people unnecessarily because gay is gay no matter what what he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, because first of all, homosexuality is the attraction to the same gender. Right. Okay? Period. That's it. That's it. That's all. Okay? Billy Porter, Dante Morrison, both homosexuals. Billy Porter operates on a different level with his couture and all that kind of stuff that I do. I'm not comfortable wearing gowns and all that kind of stuff. Right. I'm not comfortable. You're not comfortable wearing gowns and all that. We'll both rock a kilt and basketball shorts, yep. but we're not going to wear a gown. But at the end of the day, gay is gay. Yep. So why should I get the privilege of entering certain spaces because I may say gay? You see what I'm saying? Right. You know, so I was I, reading the comments. Yeah, no, I feel you. You know, so I'm I'm a safe gay, so I get a certain level of privilege and access that my other gay brothers can't get, and that's the part that's not fair. That's the part that that's the part that's not fair. Yeah, my uncle says stop, just stop putting labels on people. Well, we don't put labels on us, uh, Sony. Y'all put labels on us. Well, no, because you you, you when you say we, I, but I, most of we. Okay, I know because you can't handle a deaf kind gay. You can't either. I never said that. I said I'm not a deaf con. Can you handle a deaf con? Yes, I work in the gay community. I have deaf con gay friends. Deaf con come from Jelena. Right, right. I have deaf con gay friends. Okay. I'm not a deaf con gay because I didn't come to your wedding and I'll dress ham. <laughs> now, a deaf con gay would have. But I didn't do that. You were in some I was right. I was respectful at your wedding. I was a level two at your wedding. But what I'm saying. Oh, a level two. Right. What I'm saying is, I don't. Put, we don't put these labels because, like I just said. But when you gay, say we, you just no we, no we, the gay community, the gay community. But how do you know? You only because, like I just said, for every 
you can't. And you can't speak for all gay men. I, no, he's no Uncle Tony. Just says, he just said something about about labeling people. But how come you don't? But, but what, what if what if a gay what if the gay man was calling somebody level Dev kind gay? That's for the label. It is for the label. But but then what I just do? I cleaned it up. When oh, I you cleaned it up. I said Billy Porter. I said Billy Porter's gay. I'm gay. Gay is gay. Without the labels, without all the the. Without all the gowns and garb and all that, gay is gay. Right. So, period. That's it. All those levels that we put on there goes back to the comfort of some people. Certain levels oh. make some people uncomfortable. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. But gay is Hold gay. Up. Gay is. See, why? Got the gay. Oh, he's all gay. Gatum gay levels. I know you're gay. So it's, and I'm cool. So read the Gatum. Here we go. Read the Gatum levels. Okay, this is from Lamont Bradley. This is the Gatum levels. I know you're gay. I'm cool. We can go for a drink sometime. We can we can get drunk and call. <laughs> oops, did we say oops? Did we do that last night? Proud to be gay. Billy Porter, flaming queen. <laughs> levels. <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> See, you're laughing. Woman 
and straps up and, and dives in. They don't mind that. Is that dude gay? No. That dude is not gay because anal stimulation has nothing to do with sexual orientation. That's going to throw some people off. I know the thread's about to blow up, especially on your page, because you got all the straights over here. You know, no, but when, it comes, really. when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, women, if your man says, hey, I like my booty played with, and I like things that go inside my booty, would you play with your man's booty, or would you say, oh, my God, my man is gay? Oh, no. Because the man, the man is not saying, the man is not saying, I want your brother to play my booty, or I want you to go out and find a dude playing booty. I want you, my wife, my girlfriend, my boo thing, play my booty. Because I have a pee spot. A pee spot is a prostate. Prostate heightens sexual orgasms for men. Most heterosexual men do not know that because they don't get the prostate played with. So, ladies, if your man said, I want you to play my booty, would you play with your man's booty if he said that, or would you shame him and call him gay? What would you do if if your wife came home and said, "Hey, I want to play in your booty"? I, I would look at her first of all like she had a long day at work, because she's a boss. My wife's a boss, so I would think she was under some kind of type of high stress level at work, and I would be like, "Hey, babe, did somebody get mad at you at work? And <laughs> you want to take it out on me or something?" So you would be. Well, I love you still. Would you be, you, but would you be offended by that? I wouldn't be offended. First of all, but you know, my, my wife, she jokes like me. I think I would think she would be uh, joking. So, but what if she was not? I would probably check her temperature. So, so you wouldn't do it. No. But would you? Did you classify that as gay? I don't know because I wouldn't do it. No, I'm asking you a question. If your homeboy came to you and said, "Yo, man, my wife beat this up last night," I'll be like, "Dude, you, you wild." <laughs> I'll be like, yo, son, you wild right now. I mean, if he came to yeah. you and said, yo, yo, man, yo, Keisha, she got him in this last night. I'll be like, yo, you wild. I'm going to say, here's this little box. Let's take that safe and put it in the box. Lock it. Let's throw away the key. And don't trust anybody else. This is our safe box. This is our safe box. I'm going to keep this with me. Because you may try to open it again in the wrong uh under the wrong people. Right. <laughs> and I think that's the problem, too, that we're not allowed to have healthy sexual conversations within the black community. Right. We don't talk about sex because we're told that sex before marriage is a sin and you're going to go to hell, period. So growing up, we're terrified to have sex. We're terrified of erections. We're terrified of orgasms. We're terrified of any kind of moisture because that means we're going to go to hell. Satan's going to come and tap us on the shoulder, and we're going to go to hell. So we don't talk about sex. So Ladies going to tap you on the shoulder. Uh-huh. You're going to hell. You know, you're going to get that. And I think it's, it's unfair because we don't have sexually healthy conversations. We need to start having sexually healthy conversations. And I think maybe once we do that, we'll begin to see this wall of what's masculine and what's not begin to crumble down because a lot of people begin to see that, hey, what you like to do in the bedroom is no different than what the, the gay dude likes to do because at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to reach the same level. Right. Orgasm. Whether you orgasming with a man or orgasming with a woman, the goal at the end of the day, at the end of it all, is orgasm. Now, how you get there, that shouldn't matter. That should not matter. And we'll begin to have conversations like that to show that it's relaxed. It's just sex. It is just sex. And what you do in the bedroom, what you eat, don't get any fat. I'm sorry, it just does not. If I, if you, if I, 
if you if you was in the bedroom with your wife uh-huh. and you turned your head and saw me stand there with a notepad looking at you, what would you do? Get up and fight you. Right, you would fight me because why? Because you have my. How did you get in my? Right, I should be in your bedroom. Did the boys let you know? <laughs> right, Jimmy. Show me up and Go on. So I mean, exactly. No, black people don't talk about sex. Black people talk about heterosexual sex. But when it comes to sex and, and the, the thing about sex, the, the, the totality of sex, black folks don't talk about sex. We don't talk about sex. We talk about what's comfortable. Do you agree with that? She, she's asking the question. Not, I thought she was. Oh, you see, oh. she didn't see the question mark? Oh. She said, basically, she's saying, so black people don't talk about sex? Yeah, I just said, no, we don't. Oh, okay. So that's your lane. We, we don't talk. We don't talk about, I don't think we talk about sex enough. Not in a healthy way to, to, to bridge the gap and to have healthier relationships, healthier conversations. We don't do that. I truly don't think we do that. I think there are a lot of holes in how we educate about sex. There's a lot of holes in how we, how we talk to our kids about sex. Uh-huh. There's a lot of gap. You know, there's it's more holes than Jesse's story. Yeah, that was what she. Yeah, bro. But I thought she wasn't going to talk about I, it. I had to flip it in towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so do you think, okay, at what age will you start talking to your boys about sex? At what age will? Will you? Maybe like 10, 11, around there. Okay. Yeah, 10, 11. So, so pre-masturbation age. Right. Right before they start locking themselves in the bathroom. Right. Okay. All right. Now, now, <laughs> now if, it was your, if it was your daughters, uh-huh. what age? Same age, 10, 11. No stereotype in here. Okay. 10, 11. Now, the same conversation? It would probably would be okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put them. All right, that's good to know. Then you're you're a good dad. You're a good dad. I know a lot of parents that never talk to their kids about sex, and their kids learn about sex from Pornhub, X2, you know, Vister, you know, going through their daddy's drawer. You know, that's what I'm about to say. Watching old VHS movies and when I.
you know, for some you don't understand is a sign of your ignorance. We got to get better black people, black community. You know, too many of us out there that are on different paths and going different ways. We got to find a way to bridge these gaps, you know, in our community so that when they say black lives matter, we will all, all walk down the street lives. together and right. not be like, oh, but not black gay lives, oh, but not black lesbian lives, whatever, 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 you know, that, right. that's, yeah. you know. We're not doing that. You know, we're going to all come against say, yeah, because I know the black community has my back as a black gay man, and I got the black straight man's back, too. We're all in this as one. So regardless of what you believe, you know, what what God you subscribe to, people are people. At the end of the day, it is human. You know, everybody is not not Christian. You know, I got atheists on the thread. I got, you know, Islam on the thread. You know, gravitation, me too. You know, but it's all about being human. We're in the human experience with each other. Yep. If you don't want to get bashed, don't bash nobody else. You you really don't because the last thing you want is a DEFCON 5 gate at your front door with a brick in the baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't been in a fight until you have fought a DEFCON 5 gay. And when that happens, <laughs> there is smoke in the city. A death con. That's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah. You came up with that. Yeah. You, you who, started, started, who said that? Oh, Jolena. So, oh, 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 Grant. Oh, oh, was it Jolena that came up with the death con five? Oh, Grant wants to know. Have I ever had had a woman? Yes, Grant. I've had many. Where does he say that at? Right there. Grant. Grant wants to know. Have you ever had? Dante, have you ever had a woman? Yes, Grant. I've had. I've had many women. I've had lots of women. It, it was. It was wonderful. But having sex. What up, George? Having sex. Is totally different than being in a relationship. That's real talk. I mean, I can have sex with anybody. You know, once you get once you get rubbed on long enough, something's bound to happen. You know, I mean, I mean, at some point, you know, but, but but when it comes to commitment, relationships, spend the rest of my life with, I knew I would be doing a woman a disservice if I did that. So instead of dragging a woman into the midst of my confusion, I said, I'm not gonna do that to a sister. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna let her go find a hundred percent heterosexual man instead of a dude that's still trying to figure out what's going on for the sake of whatever the case may be. So I love, I love women too much to take them to, to taking them through my flu ride of confusion. So I said, no, I'd rather you flu ride. I'd rather you go be with the man that's going to love you 100% than to be with me giving you 60-ish percent because I want to look good and have a certain image. No, I wouldn't do that to a female. I wouldn't. That's just me. So I'll answer your question. All right? I believe so. All right. All right, y'all. So this is um, the end of another um, phenomenal Dante show with my Famous co-host DNA the Voice. What's happening? DNA the Voice. Um, also, this weekend, this Sunday, is the Network Your Ass Off event. Okay. Network Your Ass Off event is happening this Sunday. Um, at address is thirty-seven forty-one South La Brea Avenue in the city of Los Angeles. If you are an entrepreneur, you want to come out and meet other entrepreneurs for networking purposes. Come on out and share your talent. You know, lend your voice. Hear some phenomenal speakers. Come on out. If you want more information, hit me up. Just inbox me. I can send you the flyer, information, and all that kind of stuff. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's up to you. You want your business to blow up. You want other folks to want their business to blow up. It takes a village, people. It takes a village. And I don't care if you're gay, straight, bisexual, trisexual, whatever. All money is green. One new Listen, all money up. is green. So we're going to make this happen. All right, y'all. So tonight we're going to close it out. 
with my girl Maya. She has a new song out, and I love Maya. We'll give it up to Maya, and Maya's going to take us on out. All right, y'all, so until next week, make sure to just love each other, love each other and, and tell somebody hi. Pull it back from the get-go Shining like my new bezel Hold me tight and don't let go Damn, I love you, baby Everything we done been through On Instagram, but you know who Even though I knew you had a clue You still love me, baby yeah. When I ain't got shit, girl, I still got you Everything so gotta do to me, without you don't know where I'd be, but you I'll do anything, baby I love you, Coming like trying to kill my mama. Found something that I like.